Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are getting messy and we are getting loved up because tomorrow is Valentine's Day, or at least it is for those of us down under in Australia. We are celebrating Valentine's Day tomorrow. Um, So I hope everyone is doing something nice for themselves, whether you are in a relationship or not. I think everyone deserves to celebrate Valentine's Day and really treat themselves and treat the people who they care about. But of course, before I get into today's episode, I have to do my weekly wrap. I, I haven't done one of these in a while. I almost forgot what I say in this, but Currently, I am watching Love Island, which is super fitting for Valentine's Day. And honestly, I'm not loving this season, not enjoying it. The men, the way like they discard their women and then come crawling back to them when they're like, mm, no, maybe she is the one. I really am not enjoying it. Usually it is a test of love and connection. But this season, I'm like, now fuck you guys. Like, you actually do not care about people's feelings. And it's so horrible to watch. Like, at this point, I feel like I've got a personal vendetta against Ron and Tom specifically. Which makes me trust men with one-syllable names even less. I already had trust issues with men with one-syllable names. I'm yet to meet one that I'm really enthralled by. So, if you think you're up for the challenge, test me. But... You're not going to break me on this one. Like so far, all the girls seem very lovely. And I don't know if I'm just being biased, but I just do not like the way the men are treating the women, except for Farmer Will. He is an icon. I love that guy. And Shaq does a pretty good job at calling out the bad behavior amongst the guys. So I respect him for that. But I just miss the days of Molly May and Tommy Fury. And now they're having a kid together. And Maura Higgins, like, that season has got to be the best season ever. You cannot argue with me on it. It's the first season I ever watched. I've only watched, like, two. Like, that season and the most recent one and now this one. But, oh, Maura Higgins, such an icon. What was it she used to say? Like, oh, he's given me fanny flutters. That was my impersonation. It wasn't very good, but just pretend it was her. It was my best shot. My TikTok feed... (laughs) You guys are going to be like, what in the 2020 is going on with my TikTok feed? Am I embarrassed? A little bit, but I'm also trying to reduce my cringe levels this year. (laughs) But my TikTok feed is literally Draco talk, as in Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. So I don't know. I don't know what's happened here, how I got back onto Draco talk, because that was huge in 2020. Not so much anymore, but I think it was my boyfriend and I, we were just rewatching all the Harry Potter series and because he had just received the game Hogwarts Legacy and he hasn't, he was never really a Harry Potter fan. Like he watched them as a kid, but he wasn't really a fan. And then I kind of reintroduced it to him. And then he listened to the audiobooks, which are top tier. If you did not grow up with the audiobooks, you are missing out. And I highly recommend like putting it on while you're going for a drive or something. They are so comforting to listen to but anyway so we were watching the movies and then he was listening to the audiobooks in his car so sometimes it would come on when I would be in the car with him and now it's just infiltrated my TikTok feed so it's really smothering me right now and on top of that like Dramine is smothering me like the ship of Draco and Hermione it's all that's on my TikTok feed I can't get rid of it which I think is now penetrating my mind in the most uncomfortable way because I have a confession to make. 
I'm not really reading a book right now because, and I can't even believe I'm about to say this. I, I, I downloaded Wattpad and now I'm reading Harry Potter fanfic because it's all that's on my TikTok feed and it's all these recommendations of like Harry Potter fanfic and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll give it a listen or a read, whatever. And it's actually really good. I hate to admit it. Some of it's really good. Like I'm literally on my second piece of fanfic. That's how intense it is. But okay, so the first one I read was called The Disappearances of Draco Malfoy. And the only reason I started reading this is because everyone on TikTok was like, oh, this is like the seventh Harry Potter book that we should have had. And I was like, curious. And then I started reading it and it was kind of written in the way that JK Rowling would have written. Not that we stan her. We do not stan JK Rowling. However, the writing is very similar to hers. Therefore, it kind of flows in a similar format to how the original books do. And I think that's why I got enjoyment out of it because it didn't like stray from the format. And it was just a really sweet read. Now I'm on to my second one. <laughs> Mind you, this only took me a matter of days to like get through the first one. So the first one was about 30 chapters. Now I'm on to a second one. It's called Manacled, um, which is huge on TikTok, huge. And I really tried to ignore it on TikTok, but then the curiosity got the better of me after I finished the first book. And this one's about 76 chapters. <laughs> like these people, they, they go hard in on these books. It's intense, but I... Everyone loves this, but I think it really depends on your taste of reading and stuff because it kind of is similar to The Handmaid's Tale. I'd say it's very, very similar, like post-war, like mm, selling off muggle-borns to therefore rebreed the population, like very Handmaid's Tale-ish. A bit triggering with some of the topics involved so I definitely wouldn't recommend it to everyone. I can't believe these are my recommendations to begin with but you're bearing with me okay. It's probably due to the fact that I had a mad crush on Draco Malfoy growing up. I thought he was so cool like which is so bad because he's meant to be the bad guy but then in the last few movies you really start to feel sorry for him and realize he's just like he's just a, like everyone else. Uh, anyway, I hate to admit it, but it's true. I've got a fat crush on Draco Malfoy. And in real life, I really love his relationship with Emma Watson, Tom Felton and Emma Watson's relationship. I look up to Emma Watson a lot because I think she's an icon, a feminist queen. We adore her. And yeah, I think their friendship is really sweet. Maybe it's one of those ones where it's like, if he can't be with me, I'd only accept him if he's with her. No, I'm just kidding. I think that's so toxic when people are like that. Especially considering, like, they obviously do have a friendship as well. It's like, yeah, that's a lot of pressure to, like, have so many members of the public put that onto somebody and their, like, best friend. You know what I mean? Ew, hate that. But that being said, I am like that with Andrew Garfield and Amelia de Moldenberg. Have you guys seen them flirting on the red carpets recently? It kills me. To, like, it's so – it's one of those things where it's like you can't look away. You are so – entertained by their flirtatiousness towards each other and he is so into it you know I love Amelia I love her chicken shop dates that she does I think she's hilarious and then you get somebody who is literally a movie star like Andrew Garfield who comes up to her and is like I love what you do 
And then in his newest interview, he was like, uh, like, I don't think we should explore this, like suggesting that they should date. I was like, stop it. Stop it. You're playing with my emotions. And I'm just witnessing this via YouTube. This is not good for my mental well-being, seeing two people flirt with each other and then never get together. It hurts. But anyway, they're just my celebrity crushes that I'm like also crushing on the crushes that are going on within those crushes. That did not make any sense. I'm crushing on Andrew Garfield, crushing on Amelia de Moldenberg. That's what I meant to say. Maybe I just love love and I like the idea of love. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? No, Topper, you don't love me. You like the idea of me. So excited for season, what, three of Outer Banks? I don't know. I, I like, don't even love the script. I just think it's entertaining. It's one of those mindless watches. So I'm really excited for that to come out this month, I think. Regardless, as I was saying, I love love and I w like watching people fall in love. And that, oh, that's another exciting thing. I'm just going off track here. I love watching my friends fall in love. And I've seen that happen so much this year. And I'm going to so many weddings this year. And it's just so satisfying seeing people who you care about so much find love and share it. Oh, it's so sweet. I'm so excited. One of my best friends is getting married next month. And I was just talking to my other friends who are all going about like what we're going to wear and like planning and getting ready for the wedding. And then we've got the hens party. And then I'm also planning my sister's hens party. And then I'm going bridesmaids dress shopping with my sister and her gang after the other hens party. And it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, but I'm living for it. I think in another life I've would have been a wedding planner because I love watching people fall in love and I like helping people plan something that's so exciting for them. And I like like planning events and stuff like that as well. But being a wedding planner, that would be a lot of fun. It'd be stressful though. Can you imagine the bridezillas? No offense to my sister, but she can be a bit of a bridezilla at points. And I'm just like, <sighs> but luckily it's my sister so I can handle it. If it were anyone else, I don't think I could. Maybe that's just another career for me to have down the track. At this point, I think I've got, what, seven different jobs that I have spoken about on this podcast where I'm like, that could be fun. Maybe I'll do that one day. Maybe wedding planning is next. Have I discussed this before? I probably have. I don't know. It's on my mind. But basically, I should really try to get back on track. Today is all about love and how we're going to celebrate love this Valentine's Day. So I've got a few different plans for Valentine's Day, which is so exciting for me. I never really grew up with it being celebrated within like my home or at school and stuff. So it's kind of nice to be an adult and be able to do little fun celebrations like this. I remember my first Valentine. I was in year nine, so I would have been about 14 at the time. And it was with my, like, at the time boyfriend. His name was Will. Um, and he would walk me. <laughs> it was so cute. He would walk with me to school every morning and every afternoon. He'd walk me home. And he rocked up at my house. I was literally in the middle of brushing my teeth. So I like opened the door to him and he had like a big bunch of flowers and I didn't even realize it was Valentine's day. Like hence why I opened the door with like a toothbrush and toothpaste in my mouth. And I was like, Oh my God. And that was like my first memory of Valentine's day being surprised like that. And, but then he kind of ruined it. Will, if you're listening again, a one syllable boy, um, William technically, but we, 
who cares? So we were walking to school and we were like walking behind this other couple who were the year above us, who we like, I was friendly with the girl. She and I had a good relationship and I guess he was kind of friendly with the guy. Um, and he turned to them and he was like, what did you get her for Valentine's day? And made it a whole competition. And I was like, well, you've just ruined it now. Now it doesn't feel sincere at all. Like thanks for the hours, but like, cool. Now you're just making it a contest about who's the better boyfriend. And we're not here for that. We celebrate love differently, okay? Now I'm thinking back to him. <laughs> this, it's all coming back to Harry Potter. This is really embarrassing. Now I'm thinking back to him and what he looked like when we were dating. And it, <laughs> he gave Draco Malfoy vibes. And with that attitude, wow, I have a type. You guys cannot judge me. <laughs> Harry Potter took up like my very informative years. When I first started dating my current boyfriend, my parents literally were like, he looks like Victor Crumb. <laughs> This is where my life has taken me, okay? Back to love, okay? Back to love. So anyway, <laughs> I hadn't really had a Valentine since then until I started dating my current boyfriend. Like, isn't that, is that sad? Maybe it's sad. I don't know. I didn't really specifically date one single person between being 14 and being the age I was when I started seeing my boyfriend. So I don't know. I was dating around. I just wasn't like going to be somebody's Valentine. You know, I never formed that connection with somebody where it was like, you're my Valentine. I don't even know if that connection is like a thing these days, but. But I think we're going to have a very chill Valentine's this year. I know usually for couples, it's like you get the chocolate, you get the flowers, you get the gifts. I'm not really into that too much. Like, I think it's a nice expression, but I'm more of a quality time kind of person. So we're going to have a nice dinner together and just like hang out. You know, I don't need all the lavish gifts. I'm just like, I just want to be in your company, in your presence. But when you're single on Valentine's Day, shit's kind of fun. Like, kind of a good time. <laughs> Obviously, it hasn't been me for a while, but back in the day, Valentine's Day was freaking fun when I was single. No offense to my boyfriend. It's still fun. But, you know, getting all the girls together and having Galentine's Day. I was invited to Galentine's Day this year, but I'm really like, I'm actually really sick at the time of recording. It has not been, it has not been good. And I was like, nobody wants to be around me right now. So I will stay home and just enjoy their Galentine's from afar. But, you know, having a dinner party with friends or all hanging out or going to the movies or going out dancing, so much fun. And just being like one with your sisters. I love that so much. And if you have no plans at all, just do something nice for yourself. Buy yourself flowers, buy yourself the chocolate, take yourself to the movies. Honestly, going on dates by yourself is genuinely a really fun thing to do. I really enjoy being alone. I really like being with maybe like... I don't know. Is I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I do enjoy just being in my own company and I do just like hanging out by myself and reading a book or going for a nice long walk. I don't have to be around somebody at all times to like be having a good time. You know what I mean? But if you are feeling a little bit lonely on Valentine's Day, I get it. I get that as well. I get that as well. I totally understand it. I've been there. I get it. And I dating dating in this day and age it's fucking hard I'm really lucky to have met my boyfriend when I did because 
I hated dating apps. Absolutely hated dating apps. I hated starting conversations with people where I knew it would either not go anywhere or them just want like a one night stand or something. Absolutely hated it. And people always have like weird and like, well, not always. Not everyone has the same intention as you do if you're genuinely looking to date somebody from a dating app. So if that's what you're looking for, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it depends. It varies person to person. But if you do want to go on a dating app on Valentine's Day, also recommend it. It's probably peak time for people to download Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever other dating apps there are these days. So I'd recommend that too. Slide on to, into those DMs. It could be fun. I also, I do not enter Valentine's Day ever with any expectations. I feel like you guys are going to understand where I'm going with this because it's the same when, for instance, okay, I feel like people go into Valentine's Day with like, if you're in a relationship and it's been serious for quite a while, it could be like, oh, is he going to propose to me? Are we going to like get really serious with our relationship? Talk about where we're going to go from here? Because every time I think about stuff like that, I then think about that scene in Legally Blonde where she thinks he's about to propose to her at the dinner table in the middle of a restaurant, but instead he dumps her and she starts hysterically crying. And that's where my mind goes. So I try to enter these things with as little expectations as possible. That being said, I don't even want to be proposed to at this point in my life. I'm like, nah, it doesn't interest me. Watching everyone else fall in love and get married, that's good enough for me. Like I don't really have that in my periphery right now, but I know some people do. And all I can say is maybe try expect the unexpected or just don't put pressure on yourself or your partner to do something that they wouldn't do any other day of the year because that can also cause a drift in your relationship I think you could like I think love should be celebrated every day of the year I think you should always express how you care for somebody whether it's your partner or if it's your friends and your family I think you should always tell them that you love them not everyone does, but I think I like to say I love you to like everyone I care about um, and it, show it even in small gestures. But it's the same with like, are you OK day? I feel like you should ask your friends all the time if they're OK. But obviously, again, it's a day for a reason because we forget to do these things. This is almost a call out. Like if my boyfriend's listening to this episode, please don't propose to me on Valentine's Day. It's like you know, people don't want to be proposed. I don't want to be proposed to in a public restaurant or on Christmas or at somebody else's wedding. That is a deep, deep fear of mine. If somebody would get down on one knee in front of me at my friend's wedding, nah, nah, I could never, never. And I'd probably say no. Honestly, I would probably say no, no matter how much I love the person. I'm like, how dare you ruin their day? How dare you take the spotlight away from them? Absolutely not. Jail. Jail. I also want to kind of shine the spotlight on something that I feel like we don't discuss a lot when it comes to Valentine's Day because we only think about the best scenarios of relationships on Valentine's Day. But I want to like talk to the people here who are in relationships who are kind of struggling during Valentine's Day because that shit is hard because you're seeing all these other people. And again, I think social media plays so much into this and the role social media plays in displaying the best parts of everyone's lives it's not like that for everyone if you're in a relationship and you're seeing all these people posting again 
pictures of engagements or pregnancy announcements or weddings or just like cute dates with their partner or the gifts that their partner gave them on Valentine's Day. If you're seeing this and thinking, oh my gosh, that's never going to happen to me because my relationship's in a really shitty place. Take some time for yourself this Valentine's Day. And also, I think it's time to have like honest conversations with your partner. I think that's at least one good thing about Valentine's Day is that it's a really good time to assess your current relationship and circumstances because it's kind of a healthy reminder of being like, let's take a look at our relationship, where it might need improvement or what we need from each other as well. So for instance, I think my partner and I have very different love languages and sometimes that can cause a bit of a rift in our relationship because we're just different in what we need from each other and sometimes it doesn't get communicated very well. But the best part about Valentine's Day is that it kind of draws us together in a way where it's like we should celebrate the love that we share and this is the best time for us to say hey this is what I need more of or this is what I need less of sometimes as well. And I think that's a really healthy conversation to have. And it's one of those things where it's like sometimes if the communication isn't good or if you're just not expressing your feelings or your needs to your partner in a healthy way, then it's not going to do anything good for your relationship either. So I think Valentine's Day is actually the best time to have these conversations. I feel like I'm starting to sound like relationship counselor so I'm going to leave that part there because I am not qualified to give that advice although I have had a lot of people tell me I should be a sex therapist so again maybe that's another job for my future now speaking of sex (laughs) so Valentine's Day if you're not in a relationship or if you're not being sexually active this does not mean it is not a time to spoil yourself You all know what I'm insinuating here. Have some fun this Valentine's Day. Treat yourself in every way you deserve. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up here. Very short and sweet episode. Just because I don't have much more to say than that. I love love. I love loving myself. I love loving the people around me. And I love loving celebrities that will never know I exist. Clearly. But I hope you have a very messy and fun Valentine's Day in a week ahead. And oh my god, I almost forgot to say, day after Valentine's Day, our Phoenixing challenge is going to drop on Instagram and on TikTok. And we are all going to treat ourselves. You know what? It's all just about treating ourselves this week. So firstly, Valentine's Day, spoiling ourselves with all the love we deserve. And then the next day, we're starting our Phoenixing challenge. And it's going to be 66 days of building habits towards making yourself a better person. So you'll have to look out for that on Instagram and TikTok at hotmess underscore podcast if you would like to see what we are doing for our 66 day phoenixing challenge i'm so excited as if that just like kind of came plucked out of thin air in the last podcast episode but now i'm like you know what this is gonna be fun we're bettering ourselves and we're having a good time and we're loving ourselves in the process anyway so you saw the links at hotmess underscore podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. You can follow me at Tilly Rose J on Instagram and at Tilly R Johnson on TikTok. Not that anyone cares. The content I post is not that exciting. But regardless, give this podcast a like, a review, 
five stars would be lovely so that we can keep this up. I love you all. Have a very happy Valentine's Day and we'll get messy soon again. Bye.